that's a tremendous looking trophy. Greetings and welcome to Platinum Explosion! It is I, your real host, gosh, Kieran! Gosh. And then There's I can't even remember the fucking slap <laughs> <laughs> what's 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 going on here? You're not hosting a show anymore. It's it's Dylan. It's me, Dylan, returning from the dead to host Platinum Explosion. And this is the first time we've ever done the intro to this this show today. We haven't already tried to do the show two times before this, which will hence make the start of this show probably a laughing stock. Because this is never this this never Oh my god! Behind it, behind the fucking curtains for everyone listening, just just so you know, this is the third time we have done the <laughs> intro to this show. The first time we got six minutes in, Ash stopped recording, wasn't recording the whole time. Then fucking Nick just fucking yeah, technology. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Platinum Explosion. I'm Dylan Blood. I'm back from the dead. Um, Kieran didn't murder us last week. Ashley's fucking accomplice didn't murder me, so he tried to sabotage my podcast this week <laughs> by not recording his fucking audio. That's what's happening. That's what's happening, guys. That's what's happening. Did just like, first. fast forward on what I heard earlier? Just like the fast forward button was playing and you were just like... Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me. I come I come crawling out of my grave back to this <laughs> podcast. I'm a little bit... Just got a, bit, a little bit of a... A things to, to handle the cough up, everyone. Um, so, yeah, welcome back. Uh, if this is your first episode of Platinum Explosion, they don't always open with uh, us all kind of losing our shit at the fact that uh, people make mistakes. But nonetheless, Karen, you're here. Hi, what you got to say? Let's be honest. <laughs> Those two, like, screw-ups and we read... That was just buying my hitman time, who is on his way to Tasmania to kill you. Do you Jesus have to pay extra Christ. to go to Tasmania? No, nah, look, he was. He said he had a sister or a cousin there that's his wife, so he was going <laughs> to have a family uh, vacation at the same time. So. My God. Ash. I'm sorry. What do you got to say to yourself? I'm sorry. Sorry. What do you got to say yeah. to yourself? To yourself. You're saying this to yourself. To Ash. myself. Ashley, what are you doing? What, what are, are you doing? doing? What are you doing? Get your shit together. Come on. Fucking press record. Nick, what do you, oh, got, what do you got to say to everyone else here? It's your boy. <laughs> well, you heard it. The great wisdom, I suppose. That is, it's, it's, it's your boy. Anyway, welcome to Platinum <laughs> Explosion, the number one PlayStation podcast um, on the Explosion Worker and in the Oceanas. Um, all of Gee, which stealing Jack's catchphrase. Waters. What is Jack's catchphrase? No, he always says the number one podcast on the Explosion. Sports got passed on the Explosion Network. Oh. Well, yeah. I mean, t- technically, older shows are number one on the Explosion Ash, give Dylan a that's break. This is, this, this is new to this podcasting thing. Just give him a yeah, second. That's true. I'm sorry. Whole, my this hosting God, thing must guys. be really difficult. It is actually pretty difficult. Right. Let's just jump into <laughs> the first topic this week I want to talk about. I want to talk about Pyre. Really? Pyre came out last week. It is a game. It is really good. I played it in my sick deathbed for two days. Finished it, got the platinum, it was a lot of fun. Now, some of the people on the Explosion Network may have caught footage of Pyre when our own Jonathan Peck was streaming the game last Friday over at twitch.tv slash Explosion Network, which you can follow and check out there. (coughs) However, I wanted to bring up the game to talk about, not only because it is honestly one of my favourite games of the year I've played so far, I think, but because I know... Everyone was really fucking confused watching Jono play it, and it probably was just a mess. And uh, from what I've seen online, and from personally what I looked at before buying the game, it is not the kind of game you can watch a video or uh, look at a screenshot and understand what exactly you're in for or why you should be excited to play this weird NBA, weird basketball ripoff RPG game thing going on. So... Kieran, okay. You look. You look. You looked at some of this footage. Right? I did. You checked out Johnny playing. I was super. What was your? I was, was super your confused. I didn't understand how like the mini comic book like short <coughs> cutscenes of people talking fit in with this crazy game of like floating magic balls and flying birds and different <laughs> characters fit in with Jono exploring this caravan that had different stuff. 
And then all of a sudden he rubbed this magic ball in the caravan and a lady popped out of it and told him to do some <laughs> training missions. And I was so goddamn confused how, like, how did winning that game progress you in the story? Please explain. All right. It is a weird game. So, Pyre, made by Supergiant Games, is A, a visual novel, and B, a basketball game, <laughs> which is <laughs> which is probably not something you quite often hear. But like but not normal basketball. Well, it's like, I mean, you you literally have to move, just shoot a ball into a goal. It's like what what they call it, like NBA jam? No, not jam. It's NBA jam. Yeah, jam no, it's blitz, the- or is it blitz? Blitz, or what yeah. it's street or something like that. Basically, what the ripoff of this is. Now, how it all works in conjunction conjunction is at the start of the game, your character you wake up in like this banished area it's like everyone in the world you're in has been banished from the like main earth or whatever you want to call it the main part of civilization or something like that and you're basically in this different world and you join up with this other team and then everyone down there basically battles in this game which is like the basketball game in like the face of the gods more or less uh to try and be the best and then as you get further, a little bit further in the game, once you win enough games, you can go do like a big battle and that lets you put up the chance if you win to send one of your crewmates or teammates or whatever on your team back to the real world, basically. Like if you win, the one person you nominated will get sent back to live out their days actually back on Earth or whatever, the real world. They're not banished to where, wherever this weird place you're living in. So the game is a combination between a visual novel where you'll do a lot of reading and text uh, between the characters, learn about their backstory, learn about the world you're in, uh, make uh, choices, you know, so you get to pick like what to say at certain times and stuff like this. And then other parts of the game, you travel around, there's a few RPG elements, and then the main gruts of the gameplay is the the weird NBA jam street thing where you can, uh, where you can, you can, there's combat involved where you can shoot, players and different characters, different abilities, but you do have to like score the ball and get your, basically your enemy's pyre, which usually starts at a hundred health down to zero. You can pass the ball, shoot the ball, stuff like this. It is a crazy game. And I completely understand why people just tuning in randomly to the stream wouldn't be able to understand it. I feel like it's something you would need to watch from the start probably to, to understand. And it's probably something that you definitely wouldn't, get or know if you'd like unless you just took the shot to play it i guess because it's from an outside and even like talking about it it's not something that's easy to sell you kind of have to play it but i would highly suggest and i want to highly suggest on this week's podcast that people who haven't thought about trying pie do give it a shot even if the idea of like an nba or a basketball game turns you off because i don't play basketball games i don't give two shits about basketball but this game is a lot of fun the gameplay mechanics are great the story's interesting. It's probably the the worst part about the game for me was there was a little bit too much visual novel, jibble-jabble. I didn't care about some of the stuff the character was saying half-time and I skipped the text. But it is also has some of the best music I've heard in games in like quite some time. I want the fucking soundtrack on vinyl ASAP. Like it's an amazing soundtrack. And it also has some of the best art I've seen in the game in ages and I would buy the fucking art book. That was the thing I noticed on stream. Like when when we jumped on when I jumped on stream a little late to watch Jono's um, Friday night session, I was the moment I looked, it screamed super giant games to me. Like it, it yep. just yep. screamed it. Like it's like hand drawn, hand drawn. Like the artwork and graphics looked amazing. The music screamed out to me. I couldn't really follow the the story but much because it was like halfway through the game and it was just yeah, one yeah. of those games that if you're not with it then you've got no chance um but then i guess i've always it was that it was it was so similar to what they do yet so different at the same time that it really it it did pique my interest so i will i do it's in my plans to check it out and play it but is it is it such a do you think it's the right move that they went this kind of direction with it because Bastion and Transistor, yes, they do have their differences in playstyle, but still at the same time, their playstyle was pretty similar. Like they were still um, both um, like 
I don't know what third like, uh, person action like third person yeah. games with hack and slash yeah. and one had more real time strategy in it and the other like and like stop motion whatever that's called I can't remember yeah. like turn based sorry well I, I love Bastion I never actually finished Transistor having played this makes me want to go back and finish Transistor just because I I want to like kind of have that full experience of all the super giant trilogy yeah. or whatever you want to call it at this point. But I mean, there's only so many times you can do the same thing. And if you look at, if you look at old Bastion transistor and now Pyre, you can look at them all. And it's kind of like a Quentin Tarantino movie kind of thing where it's like, you look at it and go, that's a super giant game, but they're not really the same at all. None, it's like, you look at Kill Bill and Glorious Bastards, Hateful Eight. You go, that's a Tarantino movie, but they're not the same at all. Like they're completely different genres. They're different time periods. They they're not really the same at all. So that's how I I kind of feel. That's a really interesting comparison, actually. That's really good. Um, Because I think my biggest question, other than because we couldn't really get the story elements, what I loved the most about Bastion and what I loved the most about Transistor was Bastion. It was the narrator of that game. I really loved his voiceovers Mm -hmm. and his talking throughout the game really carried it through to me and then yeah. also in transistor the relationship between the main the character sword. and the sword really drew me in and that, that helped me finish that game um so does this have that does this have characters that you can appreciate and enjoy or yeah i feel like so there's there was a few characters that i i cared about and i'd like actually pay attention to everything they said to me and make sure i read everything and i was more interested in hearing their backstory and like why they were banished in the first place and uh like working out if they're actually good people or they're bad people and i was banished for the like actual bad reasons because some of the characters you're like they're they're bad people like that's just how it is um, and you w- will pick your favorites, but then you have to deal with the ones you don't like as well, which is where I'm just kind of like not reading or like just kind of doing that thing where you super read. You like look at the text, your brain picks up any important words and the rest you kind of just like skip, 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 don't care. So, but that's just the fact that there's like so many more characters in this. Like, I think by the end of it, between all the other, like the, the other teams you face aren't randomized. Like there's not just random teams. Every other random team you'll play in the game, uh, you'll bump into several times. It's like an actual, like like a sports season where the, the teams all say the same, which means you get to know the other characters or the villains or whatever backstories. And some of the other teams you face have really bad people in them, but some of them you kind of feel bad for them because you're like, oh, that, that guy's a good guy and like I kind of like him. But with a game with this many characters, it is kind of like some of them you'll just be like, I'm bored skip 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 and that's my biggest negative about this game is that at times i was like kind of bored just skip through to the next part can't wait to get to the the next like actual match or something to get to the next part but yeah the, it seemed like the story to gameplay ratio was a little out it seemed like when we we're watching Jono, he was like maybe 10 15 minutes before he actually got to a game i reckon the majority of it is actually reading text yeah more so than actual playing matches so it's more a visual novel than a sports game i guess or whatever you want to call it rpg action third person weird thing um but i don't know it's just it's it's a really hard game to give a definitive uh if you would like it or if you wouldn't it's because it's such a weird different game that i feel like the only way to know if you would or wouldn't like it is literally to try it which is the kind of time where i'm like oh i wish this game had like an hour-long trial or like a demo because I feel like this is the kind of game that really needs it, but it doesn't, which is annoying. So, yeah. is there other modes um, but than rather than the full story mode? There's a versus mode, but it's it's like it, are we going to see esports broken? <laughs> esports. I mean, no, I don't no? see esports coming out of it. I mean, <laughs> if you really fell in love with it, you could play it. But I mean, I only played it for the the time I needed to to like grab trophies, but that's it. Um, but yeah, I'd suggest everyone. I'd suggest everyone check out Pyre. If they have the chance, this this because I I just I just feel like people are getting turned off because of the the kind of weird nature of it. I guess is the narrator great. back, and it is honestly it is honestly one of my favorite, probably one of my standout games of the year so far. Even if I do have some problems with it, so, is the narrator back? Uh, there is a narrator. Um, he doesn't. There's no one narrating the whole game. Yeah, 
the narrator only comes in in the like the matches, the basketball matches, but he will speak to you sometimes outside of those throughout the game. But he'll just narrate as you kind of come in and be like, and here come the da-da-da team. They're returning, blah, blah, blah. Oh, they're joined by a new person this week. It's da-da-da. And then you can do stuff to piss him off and he'll be like, I thought we was friends. I'm not talking to you anymore. And stuff like that. I think, yeah, so. Anyway, play. Interesting. Everyone should check it out. Um, other two quick announcements that uh, I don't know who actually really cares other than me. Maybe no one. Don't care running the show <laughs> two big announcements big announcements in quotations big in quotations this week was that uh, atlas announced there's two more persona games coming there is going to be three two dancing <laughs> games coming <laughs> persona 3 dancing moon night and persona 5 dancing star night are coming to ps4 and vita uh starting at the end uh japan's autumn here I believe is what I worked it out to be. So our autumn, our next autumn is when they're coming out in Japan and they presumably don't, will get a uh, West English release as well because Persona 4 Dancing <coughs> All Night actually did really well sales wise, I believe. And I mean, I love that game. It's really, really great. And so Ashes, I still haven't finished Persona 5 yeah. as much as it makes me hurt. <laughs> it's just like the time sink. I wish I had the fucking time just to like sit down and just... Just play that, but it's like I want to play other things too, obviously, to be able to talk about them and do stuff like that. So it's annoying. But the thing about Persona 4 Dancing All Night was that it was like a proper, just like direct sequel to Persona 4. Like it wasn't like yeah. some weird spin-off thing. Like the story that took place in it, the visual novel story, was basically Persona 4 2. And then you had this weird dancing stuff and all that kind of happening as well. But the story all made sense and tied in really well to where you left the characters off at the end of Persona 4. So now without spoiling anything, because not yeah. for me and our listeners, by the end of Persona 5, could they? Is there is there a good way that they could like have the characters all come back together and do some like dancing. weird dancing visual novel story? <laughs> Or would I it guess just be silly? Potentially. I mean, they sort of wrapped everything up <laughs> in a way. Uh, it's going to be harder this yeah, time. It, because it's hard for me to say because I don't know how they did it with Persona 4. Well, they, Persona 4 was easy because they had... Um, uh, what's their name? Risk, 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 Risk. I can't remember the freaking name. Anyway, the, the, the pop star character in Persona 4 um, in the game gets asked to come like this dancing thing, basically. Okay. Like the well, there's rebooted. not a pop star character, so... Yeah, I know. So that's yeah. the problem for yeah. Persona 5, I guess. So, I don't know. Can they just... <laughs> yeah, I don't... Don't know? Yeah, I don't Can't know. It, I don't know how they could work. They could either, make it work. So. Um, but biggest, it is it. Biggest question. They start right? going to a dance school <laughs> instead of, like, the, the school they're all going to. What <laughs> they'll get transferred. coming to? Uh, PS4 and Vita. Oh! The Vita lives! Sure it's does, a miracle. Yeah, I'd be so annoyed console. if they didn't. I'd be it's, so annoyed if they're they... kicking its corpse, trying to get more life <laughs> out of it. Now. It is beating I, a dead horse with a stick. Let's be honest. Persona Four Vita, <laughs> um, Persona Four Dancing All Night was the last physical um, Vita game. And funny story was that I remember I pre-ordered the collector's edition because, <laughs> of course, I did. And but it was so funny. I went in to pick it up at EB Games. The date came out, and I was like. I saw zero copies of it on shelf, like just normal copies of Dancing All Night, nothing. I go up to counter and I'm like, um, I want to pick up Persona 4 Dancing All Night. They're like, Persona 4. I'm like, no, Persona 4 Dancing All Night. It's like, what platform's that on? Vita? The Vita? Yeah, yeah, the Vita. Oh, hold on. I'll have to check like special customer orders. And... He, like, reaches down to the bottom of the counter, like, unlocks this tiny little cabinet, pulls it out, <laughs> and just in there, bunks, like, a bunch of tape and random of a junk, like, pencils. It's just my copy of Persona 4 <laughs> Dancing All Night that, that just got in for me. It's just there, and this person didn't even know it was a thing. I was like, Ugh. Thanks, guys. Long live the Vita. It's great. Speaking <laughs> about your crack baby, where is it currently? My crack? Your crack baby, the Vita itself, you know? Oh, it's right over there. It's you right can, over uh, there? It's literally when did you last about, use it? 
When was it last touched? Away. When held? was it last touched? Um, four or five days ago? Did you, you used it as your infection console, so you didn't infect any of your other consoles. No, you put I all the germs onto the Vita. I did, in fact, play it while I was sick. I play. I checked out level twenty-two, one of the PS Plus games this month, mm-hmm. and it is. It's 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 kind of fun. It's all right. It's, it's no was there twenty-two fun. levels? There is indeed twenty-two levels in it. I I'm believe. impressed. Oh. That's. Cool. I believe I've done like five of them. <laughs> I'm off to a ro- Rick Rolling start. Dedicated. What kind of game is it? Hey. What kind of game is it? Um, it's like a. So you're a. <laughs> it's a weird setup. So it's a. You're a dude who's late to work. And that you're sneaking through your office building trying to get to your workplace, but you're not allowed to be seen by like other workers or anything because they'll let your boss. Is it like a 2D so, platform or something like that? No, it's like a top down, like little sp- like sprite animated kind of cool like art Hotline, style thing. Hotline Miami with that. Yeah, Hotline guns. Miami, like you're putting down. You're, you're that sounds the, all right. I'm not actually down there. Yeah, it's kind of fun. And the, there's the like concept. a. Each five levels or whatever, there's a boss level. Like I did the, f- I got up to the first boss level, and it was kind of yeah. It's, I mean, it's kind of fun. I was like, this game has a funny little story going to it where you're trying to sneak in. So Vita Libs, we got two new Vita announcements, a decent PS Plus game. Y'all can get fucked. Vita Libs. What do you think about them uh, bringing back Persona Three? Vita Ludil. Is that it's interesting? interesting? That's yeah. the interesting part of it because they're not letting Persona Three die. Hey? I mean, it would have made sense to me if they were like. If they were just straight up like Persona 5 Dancing All Night or so, whatever, Dancing Star Night or whatever the hell it's called, yeah. I would have been like, that makes sense because Persona 4 Dancing All Night came out. Maybe it's fine. It's just they're going to do a dance again now. But they doubled down and were like, no, we're doing one for Persona 3 as well. Which, I mean, makes me go, wow, was these dancing games like a lot more popular in Japan than... They must be. They must be. They must, they must, be. must be. What's the gameplay? It's like... No, no, no. It's like a um, rhythm game. So what's the gameplay like on it? Do you just like oh, it's tap like X buttons? square, triangle, circle, left, right, up, down, blah, blah, blah. And you see tap buttons. I mean, if you beat. like Persona, if you like Persona 4, yeah. it's fun because the, the, the visual novel story of it was actually quite lengthy and there's a lot of it. And then you just randomly had to do songs then and the gameplay in the main campaign was pretty easy. Um, if you wanted to get into... So is the dancing in the story yes. or is it just some random thing? Yeah, no, side? it's part of the story. They get dragged into like a Shadow Realm TV world, but they got to dance. Just just, thought, <laughs> just before I fall into this crazy Japanese world, because I'm avoiding Persona 5 because, as we previously talked about, I'm terrible at finishing longer games. But how did, all I've heard about Persona 3 is that it's a dark game. Like yeah, the characters like shoot themselves in the head. So. Like, yeah, it's much darker than the other two. So how, yeah, so is how it, are they going to dance? How is a dancing game coming out of this game? <laughs> I have no Isn't idea. Isn't five pretty dark too? Five's it darker than four. It's got so. uh, adult themes, is what I'll say. Oh, well, dancing games. Yeah. Well, the music in I mean, Persona it, 5 is dope, so I think I'd be... Yeah, I mean, that's, that, was, that is the main aspect, like... I, f- I feel like if you like the music f- from Persona games, the the best part about Persona 4 was it added like some remix tracks and you basically just got to play, like you got to play as, uh, what's the little sister's name? Um, I can't remember. Yeah, that you got to play as her like dancing to the Nanaki. junior song, which I mean, if you're a fan of that game, that's basically just like funny as all hell, just about dancing as her. So that's fun. Anyway. Persona announcements. Oh, one more I'm going to buy both think, these games. Do you think uh, because yep. they're bringing these to the PS4 that they'll bring Persona 4 Dancing All Night to the PS4? Don't know if they'll bother. I mean, I yeah. feel like they would have just announced it um, With at the, the same two. time if I was going to. Like, there's no need to hold on bring, to it. Bringing up so. three of the same type of game all at the same time would be a bit... Well, you could just like, bring it out. almost too much. Almost now. I'm sure it doesn't take much. <laughs> yeah, package too. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I'm going to buy any of the, all, all these games from Vita. There's one package. The, the Vita Living. And as a quick side Vita. note, there there was... I don't really like talking about rumours on this show. However, as a quick side note, <laughs> there was another... <laughs> there was another rumour out like a day ago about like another pa- patent leaked online for the Vita 2, which basically looks like a Switch. Or like, it's a big s- screen and it's got, just got the controllers on the side and all that sort of thing. So, don't need to talk about it. But 
Except Vita hopefully, hopefully the controllers click off. The controllers <laughs> click off the Vita 2. You have to do some like origami bullshit and form them into a PlayStation controller and then you can play. I don't want to be able to take them off. I just want a big console. Um, big handheld. I don't need to take them off. I got my PS4. It's fine. But big. What do you mean by what? big? I just mean like about the same size as the Switch screen. It can be oh, a little bit right. smaller. I'd be fine with that. Here I'm thinking of the fucking name. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> That's quite expensive. Need a safety harness to carry it. That's also, that's, that'd be really weird. Talking about weird. <laughs> Middle Earth, Shadow of War, Warner Brothers, or hey, Monolith. Cover. Dropped. Oh my god. If you didn't watch our reacts to the E3 trailer, <laughs> head over to Explosion Network Reacts, is where that is. Uh, for now. Uh, for now. Uh, <laughs> this week, Monolith and Warner Brothers Games announced a really weird uh, announcement for the upcoming Middle of Earth game that uh, I personally think is kind of stupid and doesn't make any sense to me. They announced that. There's going to be a whole heap of microtransactions in the game. You can purchase chests, war chests, XP boosts and bundles, all sorts of things that basically give you XP boosts, obviously, uh, weapons and armor out of chests, and then one of the other chests will also like randomly give you orcs for your army. You can also then just use real money. You can also just use your money just to straight up buy gold, like in-game currency gold, just with your real money if you want to. So you can purchase pretty much everything that you need in the game with your own money. Uh, this is... I, I honestly don't understand this at all. Like, I don't understand... It's, it's... I know that, like, whenever this stuff happens, people like to be like, oh, you don't have to do it, Dylan. Like, you can let people do it. Um, I feel like it is so shitty to include stuff like this because it, like... it it bites on the worst type of people who can't help themselves. And you know, it's like, there are people out there who will just be like, uh, it's there. And you know, maybe I'll want to level up a little bit quicker. I'll spend like five bucks. Karen, you're sh you're waving your hand around. Are you, are you one of these <laughs> I'm, fucking people? I'm terrible. It, I'm really bad. Oh my God. I'm really bad. And I don't want to be, it's a problem. I just, no, I, I won't do it for the, I normally, this is, I do it with like cosmetics for games. I don't do it for, like There's different benefits. orcs, Kieran. Different like, orcs. Or are the orcs going to be... Wait, are they going to be shiny orcs with, like, golden... Oh Probably God. not. They're orcs. And you have the Halloween skins for your orcs. There's going to be Halloween skins for my hawks, And there's going to be hats. If they, honestly, if they were, like... In we're they doing in-game microtransactions where you can buy outfits for your orcs. I would have been like, that's fine. Like, that's that, that would have been perfectly fine for me. But you can buy literally everything you need to finish the game. Weapons, orcs... XP boost. It's just like that shit. Why? Me. That that even though I do purchase cosmetics and crap, that kind of stuff really pisses me off. Just because a it breaks the game because it's just lets people buy what you need. It's not an online game, but that's yeah. the other thing. It's like it's not an online game. Why do you need bonuses? Why do you need help? Like it's not like you're trying to race against somebody else to get better. Is this and is this kind of like foreshadowing saying? like a mentality like we've made our game that long that people are going to be that pissed off to buy shortcuts maybe I, honestly, I hope so I, I hope that's what it is <laughs> so we have the tips I hope it's long for a while. no no sorry I hope it's long I hope it's not like oh it's going to be too yeah. long I guess it's like a because that's kind of what I'm reading into it I think maybe it's like paying for an easier mode like yeah, yeah. so you can advance much easier yeah if you're sucker games I guess also I just all that stuff, Marco, like the way they show it on the screen is always obnoxious and annoying. Yeah. And if, uh -huh. if it's, it's just, I don't want it to be everywhere. It's just yeah. going to ruin. Uh, Do you remember, did anyone play that grave. one? There was that one Assassin's Creed. Uh, it was the first, no, it was the second one. It was like the France one or the. the Unity. Unity was filled with fucking like microtransaction shit all over the map like you'd walk up to a chest and it would be like spend money here you'd like open your menu, menu. it's like oh, spend really? money here you'd like fucking go to save the game and be like spend money here and they oh, they took it out by the next game but I remember just playing that game and being like I, I don't want to but it's in my fucking face no matter where I go and it was just so annoying and it it honestly takes you out of the game like I felt 
Like I wonder if they don't have a microtransaction to get rid of the microtransaction. Point. I would have fucking paid it, I think. Like, they would have got me. <laughs> <laughs> they would have got me hook, hook, line, and sinker on that one. I would have been like, I don't want to deal with this shit. Like, it's just so annoying. The, the thing that annoys me, and I, I mean, the main, the main uh, thing I hear argued about with this type of stuff often is like, oh, it's a single-player game. Like, it doesn't affect you. Um... You know, if people want to pay that money, just let them. But I honestly do feel like it is targeting, like, it just targets a bunch of the type of person who can't help themselves. And I feel bad for them. And Yeah. It's like... It's a business, though, and if they can take advantage of that, then why wouldn't they? Also, with it, it kind of ruins the respect I have for Monolith now. Like, they won so much... Cr- I don't think it's Monolith. It's not... It's not yeah. Okay, sorry. It's ruining the respect that the first game got that built for it. That that reputation yeah. and like that game is one of my favorite all time games, and this stuff has now put a like a bad taste in my mouth because I'm I'll still buy it, but you don't need to put microtransactions in games. No, you and this it does this seem this seems like something we'd hear about like five years ago or whatever it was when this this whole microtransaction stuff was all starting and like nearly everyone was like fucking trying to include ways for people to spend extra money in the games, and then it kind of seemed to die off as people realized that that's stupid and a bad idea. And most games don't really do it now unless it's in ways that have the gaming community and the gaming world has has realised is, like, the right way to go about it. It's like, free-to-play games, we expect microtransactions because that's just kind of the, the structure in which free-to-play games have, have come to work and stuff like that. But in a single-player game like this is kind of what we got away from, I thought. I thought this shit was over. Hmm. Also... They're sitting in the boardroom going, we're bringing it back, guys. <laughs> we're bringing it back. Even stuff like... Have they said... I didn't... Have they said in the thing is, like, as the... Is the stuff in the chests that you can grab or buy or whatever, is that unlockable through gameplay? Yeah. And yes. the other yes. thing that I, I hate is when people say, hey, it's unlockable through gameplay, but it's ridiculously hard to do it. Like, Yeah, I think, I think they said that there's like... So you can buy war chests and all this, whatever, and just normal chests with... By doing stuff in the game and then like getting so essentially like loot boxes, certain points or currency, which you can then use to buy chess or give us a hundred dollars for X amount of points and then buy as many chests as you want. Um, it's just like that, it got even worse for me, like when I was reading it to the, to the bottom where it was like, and if you want to, you can just straight up buy gold in game. Like it's not even like, oh, you can just buy this chest, it's just like, hey. You want to buy gold as well? Like, we'll just give you a way to buy fucking everything in our game. You just Why want to not? buy the end scene? You, know, you want to buy the credits? Do it. Oh. And <laughs> the other thing I was going to bring up, and I, because, I mean, we are Platinum Explosion. We do spend a lot of time talking about tr- trophies <laughs> and stuff like that. Does this or does this not just affect legitimacy of certain trophies, especially if there was one that was like, uh, you know, beat the game on hard it. or anything like that, where it's like you can just pay to make harder difficulty easy, which in turn makes getting a trophy easier. Is that not? I think it's I fine. Think it. Trophies are arbitrary matters, anyway. Yeah. If trophies meant something, sure. <laughs> Look, <laughs> stop talking shit about trophies on the fucking show. Not on the Xbox. Explosion, whatever it's called, Terraflop Explosion. Uh, What's your game score, Kieran? Oh, it's a lot. It's, it's <laughs> at least seven digits. I fucking hate game score. <laughs> <laughs> All right, talking about Warner Brothers. Out tomorrow or today when you're listening to this, actually, out the day you're listening to this, Batman season two, but it's not called season two. It's called Batman fucking Enemy Within. The Enemy Within. I believe, or something I like think that. the yes? better title would have been called Batman Riddle Diddle. It's called Batman <laughs> the Enemy Within. I just checked. <laughs> so Batman the Enemy Within is out today that you're listening to this. So I wanted to take the chance today to talk about what we think is going to be happening in this upcoming season of Batman. Now, we're going into full spoilers of season one. If you haven't played it by now, Goodbye. tune off. Just this is the podcast over for you. I hope just you had a great time off. listening but honestly, if you haven't played season one by now, too bad. Like, that's that's just how it works. Uh, so, everyone's finished it but Kieran, right? And yeah. Kieran's got a couple episodes to go. I got one episode. So, did everyone love season one for a start? Yes. 
Mostly. Mostly. All right. So mostly, what was your what was your issues, and do you think what can they be fixed this season? Is it like story issues, character issues? I think it's more a personal taste issue, really. Towards I, I, the Joker. Oh, really? I don't like the way he was portrayed, and I just I wish that the they would be the able to game. do a Batman story. Oh no, it was John Doe. <laughs> It's not the Joker. I, I just wish they could do a Batman story that doesn't yeah, have the no. Joker well, in I'm, anywhere. I'm quite he's happy overdone. that at the end of the season, first season, they set up the Joker, um, and you think he's probably going to end up being the main villain come season two, but then they finally dropped, when they dropped the trailer for season two and everything like that, although there is like a shot of the Joker in it, it doesn't appear like it's actually all about him. The, the, main, the, villain, the main villain from what we know is the Riddler. Which is good. Which I'm excited for. The Riddler is my favourite Batman. Film. He is an underpaid so useless. Villain. He is so pointless, is it? No, no he's not. Can't he's go into great. this. He's a great... No, right. I love him. As a person, I love that character. I would be the Riddler if I was in the Batman universe. But he is pointless. He is what? actually... Not pointless, but he is the worst supervillain in the world. <laughs> he is terrible. In the world? Worst. Yeah. Holy no, shit. He's the worst. There's actually, like, he actually does things that has a definite answer for the character. Like, it has definite ways. He riddles, and there's always an answer to a riddle. Let's not go into this now, though, because... I was about to say, I hope you're not just talking at Tommy Lee's Riddler, because... No. Tommy oh, Lee's Riddler? No, Jim Carrey's Riddler. Jim Carrey's Riddler. Get Jim out. Jim Carrey's Riddler. Sorry. Yeah. Because that was fucking terrible. I think the Riddler's... Uh, in all the Arkham games, the Riddler's great and everything. Oh, except for all the freaking... All of his riddles being about cars and driving. What? Well, yeah, hitting, so. hitting, the, Why? hitting the dot with Why a battery. Why have done that? <laughs> Stop! <laughs> uh, I think it's probably hate- a good fit. The Riddler's a good fit for a Telltale game. I like- think so too, because it's like the... The... The way they can do, do it around their gameplay and like have it work and yeah. stuff. Yeah, I. Yeah, because if you have Riddler in like like even You're not in fight Batman in Arkham combat. games, it's frustrating trying to figure out. Yeah, but it's tr- frustrating trying to figure out his puzzles. Like it makes you feel dumb. Whereas in the Telltale games, they can do it in a way they can make where you feel smart. Hopefully, Arkham can, Asylum. They don't those tr- those treat you stupid to figure out the Arkham solutions. Asylum. I figured all of them out bar like two or three. I think without having to look them up, in City and um, what the fuck was that? Night. I had to use a walkthrough right, for yeah. like majority of them because it was just way too hard. Um, so I think I think the best thing because what Telltale tried to do with the first season was this whole thing about like. The, the main gameplay mechanic or whatever you want to call it inside this game was will, picking between being Bruce or Batman a lot of the time. It's like, will you tackle this challenge as Bruce or will you tackle this challenge as, in the suit as Batman? And that was a lot of the, the big gameplay decisions you made throughout the season. And I think if they continue that kind of being one of the bigger choices you're going to make throughout season two, I think having the Riddler um, be the villain is, a, is going to play along well with that, especially if there's like, areas he needs to go into and you could tackle it. Maybe it's better for Bruce just to go into an area to be able to look at something to try and figure out like a riddle or like to look for something or or something along those other lines. Do you reckon they're going to be, this season's going to be oversaturated with villains because they're going to have Two-Face, the Penguin, the Riddler. I don't think the Penguin's going to be back. Um, I hope not. No. You don't? I really liked him, actually. I didn't, maybe that'll change by the time I finish it, but I really... I liked the the change on the Riddler and that he wasn't some fat guy Penguin. in a suit. He was, yeah. 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 Um, so one That's of the, other, the other main thing I enjoyed a lot about the first season and something that I really hope um, we see going forward in season two and they continue to do is to sway as far as they can from what we typically know or what the generic kind of Batman stuff is because they changed a lot of his backstory like the biggest thing is obviously they changed all these stuff to his parents and all that stuff and that was really cool the stuff they did with Alfred was really cool Um, the changes they made with Two-Face and Penguin were all really great Um, the changes between the the Joker change is like fine I mean he's just not the Joker yet so that wasn't really that big of a deal Catwoman was 
basically just Catwoman. Like a lot yeah. of some of the characters were very much similar to how they was, but there was a lot of changes they made that kind of did make it feel like Telltale's Batman, not like Telltale telling a Batman story that you've seen before. So going to season two, that is the biggest thing I want is stuff that I can't think of. Like I'm not like I hope they do this from the comic or like I hope they draw from this story. I'm like just make it up. It's a lot closer to it's a lot closer to like the year one graphic novels than it is to say like the Arkham Knight. They built that themselves, and that there you could see it is getting to the point like comic books are that different authors have very different styles and different settings of. Yeah. The Batman, yeah. like this is Telltale's Batman, and this is um, their imagining of it. So there's not. I, I do like that. I do like how it's going that way. Now, do you think Catwoman? I don't know where everyone's story ended up with them and Catwoman, but do you think Selena's going to be back, like in a major part this season? I don't know. Maybe. Where did she end for you, Ash? She left. What happened? What happened with you and Selena? She left for town before yeah on happy did you just end happy or did you end bad because I, I know you i think it ended well it was mutual oh right. it ended well <laughs> nick yeah we banged i don't need to hear from her again <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah well i banged selena too but i, I our, <laughs> our ending was me basically being i don't know why you wouldn't yeah um wasn't even an option really I can't no, imagine but it I know, was. But I know by the time she leaves you, she can leave you like angry or like you can be fighting yeah, and stuff I think like she that. Was happy but I like, I gave her like a kiss or like a hug or whatever the hell and was like, miss you baby, bye-bye. And she like rides off on a, on a <laughs> motorbike or whatever like that. Yeah. But I mean, I really enjoyed her and I really enjoyed Laura, like it was Laura Bailey, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was. was. It was Laura it was. Bailey was. and Travis Willingham did was, Harvey um, Harvey, yeah. yeah. And like the voice cast was all great and I kind of want her back because I was really enjoying her performance with Selena. There's no character I really want, which is weird. Like, I- I'm quite happy just to have the Riddler, Batman. I'd be quite happy for the Riddler, I want Batman. Calendar Man and Question, face. question. Troy Baker, better Batman or better Joker? Joker. He's a better Joker? I would agree. Yeah, I, I didn't play Origins, so. Batman. I, okay. I Spoilers to Joker's in it. You just need to watch that Comic-Con where <laughs> he destroyed that person. That was like, do you think you can live up to Mark Hamill's His... legacy? Yeah, he did that. he the, destroyed the them. His, I have to look that up. A lot you of, do, uh, you do. It's his so Batman is... I mean, it just sounds like him. I mean, I, I think that's the thing I can't separate. Like, it just kind of sounds like Troy talking. Like, a little bit of a, yeah. a deeper voice at times. Like, he's like, I'm Bruce. I'm Bruce Batman. I'm I'm here to talk and all this stuff. I'm like, you're Troy fucking Baker, and I can tell. <laughs> like, there's no... It it's, a, it's, he's, it, he's too big of a voice actor now to like just play this part. And I think I think if it was like a lot, the difference between like just a voice role like this or something compared to being like a big actor um, live action doing a performance is that you can obviously bring something physical to it. Whereas with a voice actor, it's like if you're not bringing something that little bit extra, it does just sound like doctor yeah. talking. It's like yeah. Nolan North can't just do, like if, if he just does any other random role now, it's basically like, oh, that's that's Drake that's, talking that's Drake. to me. Mm. Yep. That's that's Drake. And this is like a s- completely separate topic, I suppose, about like vo- big voice actors in the industry and stuff like that. But that's a problem. It's pretty much I, just I those two, though, isn't it? <laughs> More or less, yeah. I never listen to something and go, oh, that's such and such. There's no way if, if a game came out, like some generic third-person shooter came out next week and you played it and it starred Nolan North, there's no way you wouldn't be like, huh, that sounds like Drake. Because it is Drake. And there are so many third-person no, shoot games that came out that um, he voiced around the time of like Uncharted 1 to 2 era that all of them it's just like I'm playing as Drake except for he's a bald headed military dude I'm playing as Drake except, except for he's a space soldier this time I'm like, playing as Drake except that, he's Deadpool I'm, yeah I'm playing as Drake except he's Deadpool <laughs> no he's Deadpool's actually alright yeah alright <laughs> so looking forward to, everyone's looking forward to season 2 what about it's great you, what happened to you guys uh, Harvey he has a normal face. That's all I remember. I honestly can't remember, which is weird. He has a normal he has face. To be mine's, though, right? mine's fucked up. Mine's two. No, no. Mine's he, t- he doesn't need to be two faced, does he? He he becomes two faced, but he doesn't have to have the scarred face. Oh, yeah. okay. No, mine's got the fucked up face. Mine, mine does too. Yeah. I'm gonna make yeah. sure mine has the fucked up face. 
Uh, I guess I'll be so finding out. If you're so far well, in, I think you've already missed that point. Have I? <laughs> while I'm while I'm at this point as well, with with Ashimi have found out recently that we seem hmm. to make the exact same choices on Telltale games, like all the time. Ash well, apparently not. Guardians. If you've got a a normal <laughs> oh, really? God damn it, we broke our streak. Ashley was like watching me play Guardians of the Galaxy on stream like the other week, and he was like, "Well, we're, we're making the exact same options here." Okay, stop now. It <laughs> <laughs> was a bit creepy. Um, that was a really short kind of crap episode. BT dubs. Episode uh, two. But that episode two. That I, rocket. Uh, nah. They're all shit. They're all shit. Rocket While section. Topic of Telltale. What's up with this thing now? Because I didn't realize until you mentioned yesterday, today, the Batman was out tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. So they keep doing this to me, where they're just kind of like, oh, next project's out, guys, by the way. Like, yeah, they stopped announcing it so early, and they, I go. think they, it was announced at E3. Fix, yeah, they, were, they announced it at E3, but they didn't like. I feel like ages ago they'd announce some of their projects like a year out. It'd be like, Walking Dead Season 2 coming soon, and it took like a year before it released, or something like that. So mm. okay, they kind of slowed back on that. They're like, well, it's coming soon, like within the next like three months, which is which I is do better. hope that... The Are we worried about the quality of it being so yeah. soon from the other no. one? Not really, because I had zero problem. Even I had the no writing problems quality. with Season 1. No, the writing quality. No, because they have like the team of what, like two, three writers. No, 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 I'm not saying the quality of one, but like would there be a dip in quality? Maybe. You never know. They might have written it all at the same time. Yeah. Like, they might have just had the same team together the entire time, just writing all the way through, which I would really like. I really like when TV shows do that. They write, like, three seasons, and they're like, hey, we can fix it as we go. Because Telltale, for me, has been hit and miss lately, so I'm a bit concerned. They've been putting out so much. There's three series going at the moment, so... And they just finished Walking Dead. more bothered by their release Minecraft story mode. Oh. Which I need to play the first one still, but their their release schedules for Guardians and stuff. I really hope they have a better release schedule for. Yeah, it's like well, two I'm just months. looking at season. I'm I'm just looking at season one of Batman. So it started August last year and finished in December. So it it went August, September, October, November, December. Which and that was I mean, announced the Game Awards exa- the early the year before, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, so I mean, you can't really complain when it's August, September, October, November, December. No, when you no. look at it like that, you're like, that's fine. I didn't realise it was that But late. Guardians of the Galaxy, I feel like I've had that game for uh, ages like, there's two episodes out. Yeah, I feel yeah. like Guardians did take way too long between episodes. Some of their series do fine. Like, I, I've played the last se- the last series of Walking Dead. Which is yet. fantastic. Like, I've got it's all great. the episodes, I've got to play for it all. But yeah. I remember I was downloading each episode as it came out, and I remember thinking, oh, these are coming out on time. Like, that's good. These are coming out in time. Yeah, well, Game of, Game, the release schedule for Game uh, of Thrones. Game of Thrones there was like three months between one episode or something ridiculous, probably. Game it's of Thrones was terrible, yeah. though. I hate that. Was like, that's my least favorite Telltale game. Yeah, it, it's probably my least favorite, too. Telltale needs to, like... And I feel like they're getting better, but, I mean, they're just still a bit hit. Part of me feels I feel like, like I kind of want them to, like, go away for a little while and get they need to blow I would it up honestly and start just prefer, again. I, I mean, in my dream world, it's like before each season, they'd just be like, episode one comes out in this date, episode two, three, yeah. four, four, like, and they have dates for every single episode already yeah. lined up, and they hit them. Like, they don't push them. It's just like, where it's like before they even start putting out um, episode one of a season, they're like, they've just finished like episode three or something. So they're like, oh, we have two episodes to finish by the time we get to that day. We'll be able to do that. That's fine. We've already got three in the bank. But instead, it feels like they put out episode one and they're like halfway through working on episode two or something, Mm. which means there's like sometimes they get problems and they have to get pushed. I don't really understand why. Like, like it's it's weird how some of their games do. They're not checking the feedback, maybe. Do you think? I don't know. It's just it's it's weird. The problem is that people buy the season pass and then they've already got your money. I'd be okay if they literally said, right, this day every month you are getting a new episode. Exactly. Okay. Not just to be. Doesn't have to be the same series. Has to be a game. Like if I've got, say, Wolf Among Us comes out around the same time as Batman. They're like, all right, this month is Batman. Next month, Wolf Among Us, and then they just you, keep doing that. If they rotated it, and that was fine. If that was the deal, they're like, if they literally that was how they said. I wouldn't want them to be like Walking Dead, Minecraft, Wolf Among. Like, oh, there's four seasons no, on the four, go. We will we will put out each. one random episode a month. That means you may have to wait three to four months between episodes. By the time that next episode comes out, three to four months, I'm like, what the fuck happened? Like, what the? <laughs> I was playing Guardians of Galaxy episode two, and I was like, 
the fuck even happened in the first I episode? I did that as well. I was like, <laughs> I have no idea what's happening. What was the last thing I did? Like, the episode starts, they're walking onto a ship. I'm like, where the f- I was like, where the fuck just was I? So, yeah, I mean, like, the, I feel like a month is like, it's not the perfect time, but I honestly feel like anything over a month is like way too long. And the, the weird thing of the schedule too is like looking at that Batman one, it's like, sure, an episode came out every month, but it was never the same date. It's like August 20 something. And it's like September 4th or, you know, like it's just all over the place. It's like, it's like I don't think, just, and this is probably me being, cause I'm only just recently playing it. Cause I started life is strange last week and I'll continue it this week. Yeah. I think Telltale needs to, and it's an old game now. It's been out for what? A year? Two years? Which one? Like life is strange. Life is strange. Feels like ages, yeah. yeah. It feels, feels like, like ages ago. Two years, but maybe. that game, they could learn a few things from that game because even though they're the same style of game, there is a lot different about Life is Strange. Life is Strange has way more quote unquote gameplay in it. Like you're doing more stuff. You're walking around more, like actually controlling your character. Inter- yeah, it's more of a proper adventure game without the really stupid like puzzles that everyone hates. But yeah. you are like walking around and interacting more in a more typical adventure more game. Adventure Telltale game, games right? used to be a lot like that. Um, like even back to like their Back to the Future stuff and like Jurassic Park and earlier PS3 stuff that was yeah, doing. Yeah, even Wolf Up until like Walking Dead. Like uh, first season of Walking Dead. First has season of Walking Dead was more like that though. That it has more good. puzzles in it and everything. Has- and then it's around the time they hit Walking Dead season two onwards till now. It's basically all their games are just. TV shows you watch and interact with. And not that I have a problem with that because that's kind of like why I like mm-hmm. them because it's like it's like I enjoy the story and all that sort of stuff in these games and it's just a nice game to have. Like you buy the season pass and your episode comes out, you sit down for an hour or less, however long it takes. And you just kind of sit down. It's like watching an episode of a TV show or something like that. Except most TV shows have a way better schedule and understanding and yes. you know when they're going to come yeah. out and they clearly explain it's like when arrow or whatever the hell you watch like a big like 23 episode C show or it's like a big cw show that runs for like most like of the riverdale comes out. riverdale something well yeah sure it's like <laughs> yeah, it, sure. it's like you know it starts from now and you can roughly estimate when it'll run to like it starts you can be like 23 weeks from now allow for those couple mid-season breaks or whatever like a week off here and there which happens but they announce it like a couple weeks ahead and then you you basically know you're good. Would they be better off now? Because surely they have Scrooge McDuck levels of money. Would they be better <laughs> off going a Netflix model and just dumping a whole season at a time? This because is something I've thought about. Going yeah. at a time. Also, I would. If Telltale guys... was like, you can just pay for all our games, like on the subscription model, and you just get access to all our games. It's like a separate service. Um, you can access it through PlayStation, Steam, and Xbox. And you just pay for it. You have access to all our old seasons and all our new seasons. And it costs however many dollars a year or per month or whatever it is. I'd be like, I'm down. No. I'm down. They're never going to do that. It They're won't happen, well. I know. But they could I would do, be I did enjoy what they did. I don't know if you guys have... Have you even started Walking Dead Season 3? I haven't started it yet, no. No, because no, like the, what they did with that is they released the first two episodes on the same day. Yeah, that was another weird thing. They released the first up two with episodes. That? I really liked it. I thought it was cool. I was like... Yeah, but how yeah, can I mean, they just put out two episodes of that and then struggle with fucking Guardians? Yes. <laughs> because does- they're trying to find a way to make Guardians good. Guardians <laughs> is good. Guardi- the I soundtrack for I Guardians I did like episode is- two. I did, it wasn't... I loved episode one more than I loved episode two, but I think most of Telltale games, episode two struggles compared to episode one. And that's yeah. just that's just normal. I, I, I honestly feel like I honestly feel like Telltale's over there. Like they've they've kind of hit this this formula of what they like to do now with like basically the TV episode, less gameplay, more interaction thing. They're like, this is what we like doing. And this is what people liked us watching. And they're like, they're just struggling with like how the release schedule, the module, the episode count, all this other stuff. Because then you look at random shit like the Michonne series, which was actually pretty shit like why was that even made and then it's like there was six episodes on game of thrones and game of thrones was basically shit it's like why was there six episodes of this the season doesn't even like the story basically doesn't start till nearly the end of episode two or episode the three the story doesn't do anything though yeah you can't, and it's like why is there six episodes i'm gonna have a, i'm gonna have a little rant here do not telltale do not put any more of your goddamn games in a universe you cannot control or take effect <laughs> of 
because <laughs> but The Walking Dead is in that. No, The Walking Dead's fine. It's in the comic book it's a universe. Comic book universe, but they've got control over their characters. The problem is, sorry, spoilers for Game of Thrones, but fuck you if you haven't played. They the tie them in with it. all the other main characters, they, which they means they can't do things. So, yeah, like, one do. of the options at the end of like episode one, like is you like, can't stab Ramsay Bolt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like I, you physically know as a player, you can't do. You know that as a player because you're not dumb. You're like, oh, this is yeah. set. Between seasons, like, I think it three was season and four three and four. It was right set between there. The so I'm like, we were up to season five. So I'm like, all right, so Ramsey Bolton can't die. So yeah, what, what exactly. the F's the point of this choice? Like, yeah. clearly nothing I do here is going to affect that or Cersei or Cersei or anything like that. Tyrion, like, you talk to. Yeah, it's just like this. Jon like Snow, my, you talk to. Yeah. My options affect nothing. Like, e- god damn it. Exactly, yeah. It's like in The Walking Dead. It was a cash in, like Michonne. Yeah, the the, Mich- the Michonne thing, really. I was actually really looking forward to because the Michonne thing made sense to me because it took place in the comic universe, like the actual, their series does. Um, but it was covering a time period in the, the comics for her character that you don't see. So. I already know that whatever happens, she survives. I know how it ends. She comes back on a boat eventually and, like, comes back in the comics to Rick and is like, I've had a really weird trip, but I'm going to come back and just, like, chill out with you guys um, again. I've been on this weird boat trip for a couple months. And when they announced that, having read the comics and knowing where it took place, I was like, I know she comes back on a boat. I know she comes back with this certain character. But I'm interested to learn about the rest of these characters. They then just do this really stupid story and all sorts of stuff where it is very similar. It's like, I know what happens though. Like, I know she survives. I know this guy survives. So any character with this other, any decisions with this other character, I'm just like, he can't die. What's He's it matter? He's got plot armor. He has plot yeah, armor. He has plot we armor, so, so nothing matters. <laughs> is the Michonne series canon? Yes. I su- yeah, I suppose. I believe so. Because I think Kirkman helps write them or something. And, yeah. So. So he did yeah. help write yeah. them. Like, it is canon. Yeah. But the the reason that the normal Walking Dead series works so well is the only time they had a character crossover was Glenn in season one. Very, very slightly. You barely interacted with him. And then he pissed off to the point where you're like, oh, I know where he's going now in the story. And it doesn't matter Which I really me. liked. I Bye. was like, That's cool. That's and then every shit. other character that they've used in this series is characters they've created in a like way off away from the rest of the main characters or other characters that they could ever interact with and it never bothers them. So yeah, this is the other thing I have worried about. Like, <clears throat> what if they're like, oh, we're doing an Avengers series or we're doing all these other sorts of things and they don't get enough creative freedom with them or anything like that. The, the reason Batman works is because DC's like, this isn't set in our animated universe, our cinematic universe, our, our this isn't canon to the comics. This is just... Go free, have fun. But they weren't like, we'll do a Game of Thrones series, except for it's Telltale's Game of Thrones, and we'll just fucking make it up and like retell the Game of Thrones. They're like, no, it's tied into the same universe. So it adds all these walls mm. and stupid plot armor and shit like that. So yeah, I just feel like it's bad decision making on their on their parts. And uh, the Fables, right? Who did everyone play Fables? Fuck yeah. Fucking amazing. It's honestly probably my favorite Telltale series above the Walking Dead season one stuff. Fucking amazing. Yep. Tied into a, a, a comic series that's already around, that has canon. Comic series is actually finished. Fables is done and dusted. However, once again, there it's base, it's Telltale's Fables, and they just do stuff that basically they just do whatever. Like the way they told the story, it didn't it didn't matter to the comics. It doesn't it doesn't affect the comics. It doesn't matter. It's just like they got to do what they wanted to. So I mean, when you look at it that way. Fables, Vertigo, imprint of DC, obviously, and Batman, two series that they've had greater success with, two series that the creative rights holders have said, go for it. Do whatever the fuck you want. Doesn't matter. Call it it Telltale's Batman. Telltale's fucking Fables series. They're over here with Marvel. They're kind of like... When you look at the actual series names, it's called Marvel's Telltale's Guardians of the Galaxy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It is, isn't it? So they've had bad success with their first go at Marvel and their Game of Thrones run was also shit. So, I mean, i got to give mad props to DC, I suppose, because they're technically just... I've also, also, the pinnacle of all Telltale games currently, Tales of the Motherfucking Borderlands. Yeah, that's true, also. They were 2Ks just like, fucking go for it. Just do what you want. And that universe is perfect because it's like... Yeah, and that's probably my second favourite series. That's pro- yeah, I mean, T- Tales from Borderlands, Fables, and Walking Dead Season 1 are my top three. And 
Tails was another one that's it's like when that's announced, you're just like, this is the stupidest fucking idea I've ever had yeah, in my life. It was. This series it was is going to be stupid. How are they ever going to do this? And then, yeah, I mean, they just, whoever the, the, the licenses, the people, the creative heads of the Borderlands franchise, just let them do this really crazy story that actually involved one of their main characters, um, Handsome Jack, and it all fucking worked. And it like, also said, hey, go fucking, free with our other characters. What is yeah. Like, like, we've got They're this like, whole universe. They fucking them. spoil like, spoil it. Well, no, I won't spoil it, actually, because we're, we're only spoiling Batman. But they kill off, a, like, a main character from, like, board, Borderlands series. Yeah, I was surprised yeah. to see so, that. And when that happened, I was like, whoa. Like, if they go into another Borderlands ga- character, um, Borderlands game, like Borderlands 3 or whatever, there's, what, it's characters, like, dead in a Telltale game? That's how it works? That's weird. But sure, guys. Do that. I don't know. Telltale's really interesting. It's like some of their games mm. are so, like, usually, it's like te- Tales from Borderlands. Like, when was that? Last year or the year before? Last year. I can't remember. Year last year, I think. Last. Okay. Year before, year before last. Yeah. It's like, come end of the year, you're like, fuck, that was like one of my favorite gaming experiences of the year playing that. And last year, although Batman wasn't probably like my top, <coughs> my top five, it was still once again like, wow, that Batman game was just one of my standout experiences for a few moments throughout it. But then there's also, you just play some of the other games, you're just like, wow, that's some of the worst memories I've had. Like Game of Thrones, like playing that, you're just like, such yeah, a drag. It's like, it's like when shit. I played Michonne, like that's of recent, like I finished off that series this year and I was just like, what three episodes of fucking utter dirt shit that was. It's like, it's, they have so many highs and lows. It's really weird. I just wish, I just wish they would could hit a better consistency level of quality. Also, Tales of the Borderlands, <laughs> a game that every episode, as soon as that starting sequence finished, <coughs> I would pause the game, open up Spotify and find whatever the F the song was at the start of the episode. Because <laughs> that soundtrack playlist. is awesome. Is yeah, I have the, yeah. That, that whole playlist on my phone and I listen to it pretty much really? every day. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like part of my normal like playlist. I'm like, yep, I love that soundtrack. Yeah. Well, anyway, shout out to Telltale. We talk about this. You fuckers. We, I mean, they're, they're great. They, I mean, they make a lot of my favorite games every year or every second year or have the fuck you want to work it, but they also make a lot of my least favorite ones. It's like a love-hate relationship. And it's like whenever their games are buggy, I fucking hate them. But whenever they work, I fucking... I love it. So I just... it's. Just, I don't care about the bugs. I care about the shitty writing. That, yeah, well, that, that too. Some of the bugs. All right. So jumping into the last segment of this week's show, hashtag every trophy counts. Once again, shout out to Telltale, Batman's The Enemy Within Season 2 trophies are up and they are just finish the fucking game, get a platinum. None of, no, none of this fucking Minecraft series bullshit would actually make you have to do stuff. Get out of here. I just want to play the game. I don't want to have to concentrate on what is, what is, what is, what do people think was the reasoning behind They went through that period where they took platinums off Telltale games and now they've given no platinums back. I don't like, know. Walking Dead Season 2 is like one of my worst memories ever. Just being like... <laughs> Fuck, I don't understand anything that just happened in this fucking game. Um, Hellblade, I can't pronounce the last part. Se- se- do you reckon it's Seeners or Seeners? Senuas? Senuas, Sacrifice. Senua? Sailor Moons? Sailor Moons Sacrifice? Hellblade, Sailor Moon Sacrifice is also out this week. Uh, Ninja Theory's newest game. Don't know if it's any good yet. I'm planning on checking it out. It looks really interesting. But on the trophy front, one platinum, nine gold. Five fucking silver, zero bronze. Guys, color me interested from the start of the look of this game, going Ninja Theory. Color me fucking really interested when you tell me this trophy list. The trophy list basically includes what looks like beat a bunch of bosses. There's like a trophy for defeating this person, defeating this person, enter certain areas. And then there's a couple trophies for completing some challenges. And that's it. I kind of worry. Don't know if the game's hard, but it looks easy. I mean, I think the game's probably pretty linear. And other than like maybe a challenge map or something, it's very just like straightforward story, boss battle kind of stuff. I'm really interested in the game. And I mean, I'm already really interested, but give me an easy trophy list and you're, you're going to spike my, spike my interest. It worries me when well. a game has an easy trophy list and then I haven't seen any gameplay for it. So I'm like... Uh, there's gameplay up now if you want to watch it. Like, I will watch IGN, it. I will IGN watch had it. stuff up before if you want to check it out yeah and the last trophy list i want to talk about was another game coming out this week which is the mega man legacy collection 2 which once again they did not give a platinum which is really weird to me because i feel like that collection both collections deserve a platinum like it's not just one mega man game it's it seems several to be worse mega than the other games. ones isn't it it's 21 bronzes yeah it's 21 bronzes which is worse than other one and it's just like the trophy list aren't leak up the bronzes at uh hellblade didn't same number okay. of bronzes as shaq fu 
Oh my fucking god! It's it's. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty terrible. It's a pretty terrible less, trophy uh, list. Less bronzes. No, more bronzes than the game of the week last week. Frisky business. Frisky <laughs> business. What a classic. <laughs> Um, and then you're fucking terrible. And now I want to give a special shout out to Pyre once again because I did get that, that platinum in like two days. So, and I, I consider I would consider it an easy platinum. I think I'd probably rate it like on a scale of easy, probably like a one or a two because I found it like very easy. I just did it. I did everything without needing to look up a guide or anything. Looking at that trophy list, uh, you may need to plan. There's a cut. There's like maybe like a trophy you could miss, but you could probably just start a new game and get it within an hour anyway. So I wouldn't worry about it. And uh, I suppose the difficulty could be up to like a three, four, five, depending if you have like issues really getting to grips with the the game's mechanics and stuff like that. Like if you if you don't really understand, don't think you're very good at the game's mechanics, you're probably going to struggle a lot more with one of the trophies in particular, which is very similar to. Other supergiant games, which like Bastion, which is to have like twelve mul- um, multiply things that like make the the game harder, but then you get more experience, which they did in Bastion for challenge maps, which you have to do again here. Um, I did it. I then happened to leave all of these things on for the next three matches. Wondered why the game was getting so fucking hard all of a sudden. I thought it was a really deep. Uh, I was about to give it points negatively because I'm like, wow, they just spiked the difficulty out of nowhere. And I was like, oh wait, no, I've just had these fucking modifiers left on for the last three matches. Can you, can My you bad, add those guys. from the start? Can you add like the modifiers really early so you do that trophy early? No, like halfway through the game. Halfway through the game, you need to unlock them all. Um, but that's it. Thank you everyone for joining us. It's been a wonderful episode to talk about everything, but mostly Telltale. Shout out okay. to, shout out to them. Um, I am still, in fact, Viva La Dill on Twitter, V I V A L A D I L, and I am well and alive. I'm sorry, here. you're still here. And Just around the explosion week. work, Jesus Christ! <laughs> where where can people tweet at you, week. Kieran, to tell you um, not to fucking kill People can tweet you. at me at your boy Ringo. Slide into my DMs if you have any decent murder plans, or if you've got a cousin that can like hide a body for me, that'd be great. Oh my god, you're f- terrible, Ashley. You're co- the fucking worst accomplice and forgetter of pressing record on audio. <laughs> where can the people tweet at you to remember to press record? You can tweet at me at Ashley Hobley A S H L E Y H O B L E Y. And thank you to everyone. Who tweeted us letting us know that Shout the Muppets are Stacey. part of Disney? So, <laughs> I appreciated in, that. I got a lot. Muppets in Kingdom Hearts Muppets 3. Treasure Island Island. Kermit is just going to flail around. Oh, these are all so fucking terrible. Nick, where can people find you to Treasure tell Planet them? World? You can find me on Twitter at VivaLadolTV. <laughs> <laughs> TV. I mean, that is a real. T- I mean, it is a real Twitter account, so sure. If you. If you want to t- tweet at him, uh, to everyone else, I hope you have a wonderful evening. What what you? Play all your games. Don't forget to check out uh, Pyre and Telltale. Batman Season 2. I hope it's good. Plat, plat. This August on the Explosion Network. If you want more of this good stuff, check us out every week on podcast services and YouTube. Pleasure Explosion, the original Explosion pod, goes up every Monday. Our PlayStation podcast, Platinum Explosion, hits on Tuesdays. And we get into some sports discussion with Grandstand Gurus each and every Thursday. We're celebrating our Twitch affiliation with an all-day stream on Saturday the 12th over at twitch.tv slash Explosion Network. Make sure to keep up with ExplosionNetwork.com for all the latest content, including weekly stream schedules, reviews and reacts, plus our Game of Thrones reaction show, South of King's Landing. Plat, plat. Hey Dylan, I really need to send you this package, but just don't open it. Why? What's going to be in it? I want to send you some cookies. Some what? Cookies? You think I trust you? You think I trust you with the? You think I trust you? (laughs) I don't trust you with that.